host, Austin Muniz. We are now entering uh, week five of the college football season. Already pretty much close to halfway there, which is crazy because it just feels like the season just started. But and unfortunately for your Bears, they're sitting at 0-4 with this past week going down to Ogden, Utah, and losing to the Wildcats of Weber State uh, 45 uh, to 28. I'd like to talk about uh, the week before. I didn't get to do a podcast last week because it was pretty busy, so I didn't have time to do one. Uh, but their uh, 28-25 loss at home to Sacramento State, a game that actually UNC I thought played uh, probably one of the, probably one of the better games they've played all season. Uh, going into that one, they were uh, without uh, Sharon Boyd Jr. on defense. Also, it looks like Marshawn Cameron is uh, is out with an injury, and barely two or three plays into the game, uh, a nip is uh, Jacob Nip is hurt with a broken collarbone and unfortunately out for the season. Uh, then they put in uh, Keaton Mott, who actually looked uh, really good. Um, he threw for over 300, I think 315, 320 yards in that game. Uh, looked, I mean, they didn't really miss a beat on offense, to be honest. They came out throwing it right away. Um, the very first drive, I think they went 91 yards and scored to take the lead in that one. It was a game where UNC was pretty much it was either in the lead or tied all the way up until the fourth quarter, and then things kind of fell apart there as they gave up big plays and ended up uh, getting down 28 to, I think, 17 at that point. The UNC scoring a touchdown and, and two-point conversion, make it 28-25. Uh, they had a decent opportunity in that one, maybe even to do more. But again, you know, some mistakes, uh, you know, a couple turnovers, one by Mott getting sacked, losing the ball, and another one by, you know, freshman Dante Jackson uh, trying to catch the ball there at the end at about the five-yard and muffed, and muffed it. But... Um, it was a game they, you know, actually probably should have won, uh, you know, up 17-14 going into that fourth quarter. But, you know, it just seems like this team can't, you know, catch breaks or maybe make that big stop on defense or make that big play on offense to to figure out a way to win. Um, you know, the positives of that one definitely looks like even with Jacob Nip out, uh, they're really not going to lose a whole, you know, they're still going to be pretty explosive on offense. Um, with uh, Keaton Mott in there, and they're still going to be, you know, bring a big time uh, uh, passing game, which they which they can do. Um, so, a little bit there's a little bit about that game. Um, now we'll talk about um, the Weber State game. Uh, like I said before, it was a 45 uh, to 28 loss there in Ogden against a top 10 uh, Wildcat team. Um, you know, after their loss to Sacramento State, you're thinking, oh, you know, at 0-3, they're going to Ogden. You know, this one could be little bit ugly but it actually wasn't to that score is actually a little bit e- closer than than people uh then that score is actually closer than what you know, what it uh what the game was um or actually it was uh the, uh, the, the game is actually closer than what that score was um it was actually at one time i think about with five six minutes in the game it was uh unc down 35 28 with a chance to um tie the game up uh, but making uh, kind of to me, it was kind of a questionable decision to go for in that one. And and then uh, we were still getting the ball back, uh, getting a field goal, and then UNC again trying to go for it and giving up another touchdown towards the end. So it was actually only a touchdown game with only some few minutes left in the game. Uh, but so we'll kind of first get into kind of a game summary and how the game went. Um, to begin the game, UNC ends up getting the ball, but they get stopped. But they end up getting a huge play on Weber State's first possession as Kiefer Glau gets an interception. 
Um, and then UNC proceeds to go down the field and ending up uh, scoring on a Milo Hall, a 13-yard run to make it 7 to nothing. You know, and this is, you know, you're coming in on the road and this one's starting off well. Kind of hope maybe, hey, you know, let's get a stop by the defense or at least make it hard for Weber State to come back. But unfortunately, um, quarterback for Weber State, uh, Constantine, hits uh, Rashid Shahid for a 46-yard pass. And just like that, in four plays, the game is tied up at 7. UNC then proceeds to drive right down the field again pretty you know easily against against a defense which is not just one of the best defenses in the big sky but one of the better defenses in all of uh, FCS um, so you know they were going down there doing really well again throwing the ball even you know getting some getting some uh, success in the running game at that time and uh, Keaton Mott goes um, actually goes back to pass uh, takes off running runs over one guy um, tries to get run over another guy, but unfortunately, um, he ends up fumbling the ball, and Weber State gets it about at the one-yard line. Uh, UNC then forces a third-down situation, but again here, this is where UNC, unfortunately, seems like their defense seems to have, a, you know, unfortunately, they seem to do this. It's something that goes back to even last year, uh, but then uh, Davis for, uh, Josh Davis for Weber State busts out a 95-yard run, and um, it's 14 to 7 at that point for Weber State. And going into the second quarter, uh, Weber State also drives down the field. This one more of a lo longer type drive. It was 11 plays for 72 yards, uh, topped off by uh, Daryl uh, Daryl Denby catch for 18 yards. This time by a different quarterback for Weber State, uh, Caden uh, Caden Jenks. You know, they get a touchdown there, making it 21 to seven, and this is where you're thinking, okay, uh, UNC, this might be you know an ugly one, down 21 to seven here early in the second quarter. But given credit to UNC, which they have actually done all year long, is you know when they've gotten down, they have come back and, and fought hard to get back into the game, and, they, and there's no different this time either, as UNC drives down the field in seven plays, 92 yards, another long drive put on by Keaton Mott. And it ended up in a 22-yard touchdown pass to Thyron Verna, his third touchdown in as many games. Um, and, you know, he's a great target there in the red zone area. And it's showing, and it seems like Keaton Mott has really liked to look for him in that area. And after that score was 21-14, to Bears still down. Defense started to play better, getting some stops. And um, UNC later in, in the second quarter, with about 3.17 left in the quarter, they get another score. This time it was a four plays, 69-yard drive. Uh, this time a, a, a big pass and, a, and a, an amazing catch by uh, Alex Alex Wesley, uh, one where he was just pretty much diving backwards, ended up making the catch, and it was uh, ended up being a 42-yard uh, touchdown pass. And at this point in the game, at this point in the game too, Alex Wesley was pretty much killing. Uh, Weber State, uh, as far as nobody could cover him, double-teamed at times, nobody could cover him. Um, he just was pretty much dominating the game and, um, you know, looking like the, you know, one of the best receivers, in, not just in the big sky, but one of the best receivers in FCS and, you know, one of the best receivers in all of the country. I mean, as, as even the commentators were talking about, even uh, guys on the radio, you know, he looks like an NFL talent and definitely showed it off, uh, to you know, in, in this game. Um, so that ended up, UNC ended up being tied at 21-21 uh, going into halftime. And they actually, Weber State driving on that last drive to maybe get a field goal or a touchdown. But Isaiah Swopes 
I mean, he got another interception towards the end of the half, which is good to see that, you know, the defense making plays, uh, getting turnovers. And so at that point, um, UNC was actually in the lead as far as the turnover game was going against a team who's who's forced who's forced to lie. I think it was number one in all of FCS going into the game in turnover differential. So at 21-21 going in half, you think, okay, you know, UNC's still in this ball game, and, you know, hopefully they can, you know, get some momentum going in the second half and, you know, keep, keep doing what they were doing. Uh, but unfortunately, right at the beginning of the third quarter, UNC kicks off to Weber State and uh, Rashid Shahid, another great returner, returns at 100 yards kickoff and makes it 21-28 uh, Weber State at that time. Um, you know, so kind of kills UNC's momentum right away. Um, you know, definitely when they tied it at half, got an interception right before the half, you know, Weber State comes and, you know, turns turns old old momentum onto their side. Uh, UNC will end, end up getting the ball back. And probably one of the first really mistakes Keaton Mott has made all season long, uh, you know, rolling, to, I think, to his right. From what I heard on the radio, this is what it, you know, I thought it was rolling to right, try to throw it across his body, ends up uh, getting picked off for his first interception of, of the season. Um, and then you then Weber State proceeds to drive down the field in three plays and 23 yards and finishes it off on a Josh Davis uh, two-yard run. And so just like that, pretty much three and a half minutes into the second quarter, or the four, third quarter, and UNC down uh, 35 uh, to 21. So, you know, again, here here they are, you know, had momentum, they lose it, and again, they're going to have to fight back. And to their credit, again, they, they their defense ended up playing a hell of a lot better um, and making some stops, um, stopping Josh Davis more. Um, and that ended up leading to, at the end of the third quarter, um, UNC driving again, and on like a Drive, you know, they drove for five plays and 43 yards, ended up getting to about the one-yard line, uh, ended up uh, play-action pass and finding uh, Mock, finding uh, McCauley in the, in the back of the end zone for a touchdown, making it uh, 35-28 at that time, uh, Wildcats. And this is where in the fourth quarter they go into the fourth quarter down by a touchdown, and both teams are kind of, you know, getting a little bit better on uh, defense. UNC's making some stops. I think Weber State's, you know, trying to more or less run the clock out, not make any mistakes at that time, uh, you know, because going into this game, really, they were more of a, a defensive kind of team um, that, uh, you know, their offense was kind of, you know, depend, you know, relied on the running game and, you know, the, the passing game um, wasn't really as good at that point. But, you know, so they go into that fourth quarter, you know, just thinking, oh, you know, our defense can hold them. We'll be made a little bit conservative in offense. But UNC did well. I mean, they stopped them really, really well. Um, beginning of that fourth quarter, um, and UNC, you know, even UNC towards the end, they uh, down 35 to 28. Weber State was driving. Uh, they went for a field goal, which would have probably would have put up two scores, and it was missed a wide right, actually by quite a ways. And UNC gets the ball around the, the 35, 40 yard line range, and you know, I'm thinking, okay, here we could put a drive together, tie this game up here in the fourth quarter. Um, and they, they'd start moving the ball and they do get it, I think, into Weber State territory at that time or very close to it. And they get into, uh, a fourth down situation. It was fourth and I think three, two, somewhere around there. And this is, was a situation where I thought, okay, the UNC defense was playing pretty good at this time. Um, you know, uh, uh, Colin Root or even Noah Soul at this had, during the season has done pretty well at, 
have punting and could stick them down towards the, you know, kind of towards their goal, Weber State's uh, own goal line down over there, and pin them deep, you know, make them drive, hopefully maybe get a three and out, and here UNC has another possession, but they end up going for it, and they pretty much throw up to Alex Wesley, it's pretty, it looks like it's pretty close to double coverage, and, um, and the catch doesn't get made, and uh, Weber State takes over around the 50-yard line. Um, it was questionable. I thought they should have punted. You know, give me another defense had been playing well at that time. I, you know, I, you know, if it was been like two or three minutes left in the game, or you know, one minute, I could see it. But uh, there was still enough time where you know they could have, you know, made let you know let, at least let Weber State if they were going to beat you like that, let them drive the whole way of the field to you know earn a field goal attempt again or a touchdown. Um, you know, that was kind of a questionable call right there. Um, and after that. That's what ends up happening is Weber State. They go seven plays for 38 yards, um, waste about three minutes off the clock at the time, and uh, they ended up with uh, Trey Tuttle, 31-yard field goal to make it a two-score game, and 38-28 uh, to 28 was the score at that time. Uh, UNC basically getting in desperate mode at that time. And, you know, unfortunately for Weber State, you know, or much for UNC, um, Weber State knew they were passing. They were going to pass the ball. So Weber State was in at that point at uh, full uh, pass rush mode, and uh, UNC's off. On, uh, you know, honestly, UNC's offensive line wasn't ready for it, and uh, Mott was basically getting harassed at that point, having trouble, uh, you know, not having too much time back there and finding receivers, and um, it led to, uh, th you know, another fourth down situation that was hard to convert. They didn't do it. Um, then Weber State uh, went down the field. And um, they ended up scoring a last touchdown pass from Constantine to to Junior Latu uh, to make the score 45 to 28, and that ended up being uh, the final score. So you know it's another game where UNC unfortunately had to fight back into it, had a chance, uh, but made mistakes and uh, just just couldn't do it. You know this was definitely going to be a tough one against probably one of the favorites in the big sky on the road, one of the better teams in the FCS. So this was always going to be a tough game. But, you know, there was chances actually UNC had in this game to win it, um, but they, they just couldn't uh, pull it off. You know, unfortunately, it was kind of, you know, some of the same stuff we've seen this year and even last year. Um, UNC gave up uh, big plays. Um, they had penalties in, in bad situations. Um, it seemed like I know there was one time where Milo Hall received a pass and it was like a 25, 30 yard gain. Uh, he got all the way down to the five, and then ended up getting uh, called back for uh, for a holding call. It just seems like those kind of things always happen. You see, they get a big play, um, they get a penalty, they get a stop. There's a penalty. Um, it just you know, unfortunately, this is the way it's kind of been for the past uh, two seasons. Um, you know, they just can't catch breaks or they make these kind of uh, constant uh, mistakes um, so you know it's another rough loss as they ended up now at 0-4 um, you know it's gonna be an uphill battle for them at this point um, you know these first four games were always gonna be tough against tough competition but you still thought this team could you know maybe be two and two coming these first four games or maybe you know at least winning one of them so you know starting 0 and 4 right now and 0 and 1 in league is uh, pretty disappointing especially coming into the season where it seemed uh, pretty optimistic um you know the thing is these guys are going to have to start you know really fighting digging down deep um
Is there positives? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, yes, they've lost uh, Jacob Nip, but I think Keaton Mott has looked uh, really well, you know, good in these first two games. He had a little bit of struggle here and uh, against uh, Weber State, but he looks very capable. This guy looks like a guy, you know, only has a redshirt sophomore, somebody that, you know, is going to be a good one for the next uh, couple of years for the Bears and definitely somebody to, you know, build off of. Um, you know, the, the running game in this game was – was a little better, you know, definitely not where, you know, you would like it to be at. But it seems like right now, it seems like Milo Hall is kind of taking over as the main man here. As I think Trey Reek only had two touches on on the, on the in this game. I don't know if that's he's a little banged up. I don't know if it's just they think Milo Hall is better at this point. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, the receiving core is starting to look, a, you know, a lot better. I mean, obviously you have Alex Wesley, you know, the Bears, you know, at this point they're going to ride and die with him. I don't blame him. He's their best player on the team. Um, you know, Michael McCauley and Thyron Verna have looked really good. Um, you know, Thyron with three touchdowns in three games, McCauley getting one this game. Um, you know, they're really coming up big. Um, guys like Noah Soul, um, you know, Willie Fairman are starting to get in there. You know, I would like to see them put more, uh, to put in Dante Warren there and more. You know, from the times you've seen him in there, he's, he's, uh, uh, done really well. So, you know, you know, there's some positive there, and the, the, down the defensive side, um, you know, they're giving up big plays. Um, they gotta find a way to stop doing that. Uh, it's killing them. Um, you know, this this time the defense wasn't very good uh, against the run. Uh, Josh Davis ran for over 200 yards against them, and um, you know, and then the passing game there was, you know, not it wasn't it wasn't great, great, but it wasn't. Maybe, you know, like as bad as it was against uh, uh, South Dakota. So, you know, it's kind of being inconsistent on defense. Um, again, I think a couple of problems they had last year are kind of coming back a little bit, you know, both on the offensive and defensive lines. Um, but let's go over a little bit of stats of that Weber State game as far as for uh, UNC. Um, Keaton Mott was, uh, he was 17 of 33 for 262 yards. He actually had three touchdowns. Uh, two interceptions, and unfortunately, again, he was sacked four times and hurried many times. Um, you know, that's something that definitely has got to change if UNC is going to start winning some games. Um, as far as the rushing game, uh, Milo Hall, he had 18 attempts for 76 yards. Uh, Mott had 12 attempts for 33 yards. And say Trey Reek only had two attempts for two yards. Um, as far as receiving, again, another 100-yard uh, game for Alex Wesley as he had a Six receptions for 137 yards and a touchdown. Milo Hall had two catches for 39 yards. Uh, Willie Fairman had three catches for 27 yards. McCauley, four for 24. Uh, Tyron Verna, he had the one for 22 uh, with a touchdown. And uh, Noah Sol had one catch. Um, it seems like, it seems like Noah Sol, he does really well in the home games, but unfortunately on the road, he you know, hasn't really found, it, found his uh, a stride yet. Um, then on defense... Leading in tackles was uh, uh, Luke Nelson, and he had a he had one uh, a half a tackle for loss in that. Uh, Tank Terrell had a had another one tackle for loss. Had a as did Brett uh, Gilliland. Um, second leading tackle was Sharon Boyd. He, he had eight. So did Kiefer Galau had eight, and Jerome Jackson had six. Um, and as far as forced fumbles, Galau had another forced fumble, and he also had an interception uh, return, and he had a fumble recovery. Um, you know, so, and then we'll go to Weber State stats. Uh, Constantine was 15 to 23 for 168 yards. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, and then Josh Davis for them, 
Harkness, he put up the huge numbers. He had 30 carries for 223 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and even if you take away that 95-yard touchdown run, he still had over 100 yards. Um, as far as receiving, uh, their main man was, um, well, four, four catches for uh, Brady May for 30 yards and then two catches for uh, Rashid Shaheed and a touchdown. He also had that kick return um, um, touchdown. And for them, they had uh, LeGrand Toya for 10 tackles. And they had also had uh, interceptions from uh, Benjamin and um, Jeremy Maxwell. Um, as you know, UNC had their interceptions from, uh, again, from Kiefer Glau and uh, Isaiah Swopes. Um, you know, so that's pretty much, you know, the you know the game right there for against Weber State. It was, you know, coming in, it was, it was going to be hard to say that UNC was going to win, yeah. But at the same time, you know, they actually played, you know, when they played it, they were actually in it, and it kind of comes disappointing because, you know, hey, you know, this was a chance here for them. They could have really, you know, turned it around here, started off Big Sky play, you know, on a positive note against a really good team. Uh, but, you know, it just it gets frustrating because it seems they make, you know, the kind of the the same mistakes they have been making, um, you know, the past couple of years. Um, so, you know, just disappointing for Bear fans. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, coming this next week and, you know, against North Dakota, you know, how many fans are going to be there. When I, I actually won't be there. I'll be somewhere else watching um, another team I, I love play, University of Michigan. They're going to play um, Northwestern in, in Evanston, so I'll be there. But I'll definitely be checking up on this game, probably watching it on the Pluto TV. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting how this next game is against North Dakota. And uh, we'll kind of get, we'll get into North Dakota a little bit here. Um, they're at 2-2 two and two right now. Uh, their two wins came against. They opened the season against Mississippi Valley State, and where they won that one, 35 to seven. Actually, beat number uh, five ranked Sam Houston State, 24 to 23. Uh, if you look at Sam Houston now, they they're one and two right now. So maybe they ain't aren't they're not as good as they maybe past years. But their other loss was to uh, Nichols State, who is highly ranked. A team that actually McNeese State uh, beat up good, I think, last week. So you know, so we'll see. And then their only their two losses are against uh, Washington, number nine Washington, the FBS at 45 to three, and um, they also lost to last week on their homecoming to Idaho State, uh, 25 to 21. So it seems like a team you, like, you kind of really don't know what you're getting. They might be get you know be pretty good, or they might just be you know not not so great. At you know at two and two, I guess that you know that proves it right there. Um, if you want to look at their statistics so far this season. Um, as far as, as a team, uh, they've s- scoring on an average of 20.75 pi- 20. points per game, but they've given up 25, uh, points per game. Um, then as far as, ru- as, uh, let's see, rushing, they're averaging 221.5 yards a game and giving up only 135, uh, yards per game. So it looks like they're a pretty good running team. And they're also decent against the run. Um, you know, if you get 135 yards against them, that would I would actually take that. You know, anywhere from you know 125 to 150 for UNC, I would actually take. I think we'd be you know, as long as they still throw for about 250 plus, I'd take, definitely take that. Um, and as far as passing for North Dakota, they average 185 yards per game, and they give up 298 uh, and a half yards. So that kind of sits well there for UNC. Um, you know, it looks like they're not doing so well against the pass, and but they're giving up a, a lot of yards on the pass. And that could be like those numbers could be inflated because you know if you probably look at the Washington game, they probably maybe gave up a lot of yards in that one. 
but that sits pretty well for UNC as they definitely are a passing team. So I mean, so if they're looking to exploit that secondary from North Dakota, you know, this is and you know, looks like a possibly a team they can uh, do that against. Um, you know, North Dakota as far as uh, let's see, as far as their defense, let's see, or their total offense, they're averaging 406.3 yards per game, and uh, their opponents are you know they're giving up about 433 and a half yards per game. So, um, you know, most of that looks like it's coming in the passing game. So that you know, again, that sits well uh, uh, for UNC. Um, they've had, let's see, their penalties so far, they've had 26 for 247 yards. Um, they, as far as, since they're a running team, they definitely, you know, have a good time of possession. Looks like about 32 minutes, 26 seconds of average, uh, of time of possession per game. And the third down conversions, 25 of 64 at 39.06%, so not really highly up there. Um, they've had three fumbles on the season which they've lost um, and so let's see this we'll check out some of their individual statistics here um, if you look at the rushing game looks like they mainly go with you know two guys uh, John Santiago he has 61 attempts for 416 yards and uh, Brady Oliveira uh, 46 attempts for 258 yards and I know going to last year there was I think some I think one one of these guys maybe Oliveira one of them was picked to be the big sky player of the year. I don't think that ended up happening and kind of had a really disappointing uh, season last year did North Dakota. Um, so that's their rushing, that's their rushing game right there. Uh, their passing game looks like, uh, you know, Nate uh, Ketterham is their starting quarterback. He has 70 completions out of 127 attempts and two interceptions. Uh, he's only, he's thrown for 735 yards, uh, 55 percent uh, completion percentage and six touchdowns and he's, you know, like I said before he's averaged 183 and a half yards per game so I think you know if you look at that right there it's definitely uh, North Dakota team is definitely more of a running team um, as far as receiving let's see some of the top three receivers I know Noah Wanzak he has 17 catches for 255 yards uh, Izu 80 Odi 10 catches for 139 yards and uh, Travis Tav Tavone and 14 catches for uh, 93 yards. And as far as their defense, uh, their leading tacklers, let's see their top three tacklers, Noah Larson with 26, uh, Tanner Palmborg with 24, and uh, Donald Rogers with uh, 23. Um, see, they have a total of uh, three interceptions on the season. Um, let's see, forced fumbles, they have, let's see, one... They only have one, so they've only looks like they've only maybe you know, only three. Wait a second, no. Yeah, only one. Let's see, one forced fumble on the season. Yep, and then three on the three interception. They only forced four turnovers on the season, so you know, and hopefully UNC doesn't have any in this game. Um, so I mean, going into this one, you know, this is probably one of their most winnable games, I would say. You know, you look at McNeese State. Really tough. I think they got their first loss last week against FBS BYU. Uh, South Dakota is a solid team. Um, you know, Sacramento State, another solid team. And, um, you know, obviously Weber State, one of the toughest teams in, uh, you know, FCS. So, you know, going this game against, it's at home against North Dakota. Last year, it was probably one of the more crazier games I, I remember. I think they were down either like 28 to 7 going into like 
I think it was maybe barely in the second quarter. UNC rolled all, ro- you know, roared all the way back, tied up the game, and actually took the lead in the beginning of the third quarter with Connor Regan as they're as they're as they're coming in after Nip got hurt in this game. This was a game last year where he ended up being out for the season. But so you know, this is a game that I possibly think that you know, hopefully they can get their first win here. They definitely need one. Going to 0 five, you know, it's going to put up a you know, it's not going to be very pretty. Um, so I think, you know, it looks like if UNC can, you know, definitely not have a, a week like last week where they gave up a lot of yards rushing with Oliveira and looks like Santiago getting left. If they can stop that, of course, uh, North Dakota become a passing team, then, uh, UNC definitely has a, a better shot. And as far as their offense goes, um, you know, like I said, I think, you know, it looks like they are decent against the run, but they do give up a lot of yards, uh, against the pass. Um, you know, like I said, I'd like to see UNC probably get, you know, 125 to 150 yards rushing would be good. And, you know, to see another good game from Keaton Mott getting, you know, 250 plus, you know, preferably like 300 plus. I think that's what he's probably gonna have to get to win. Um, but, you know, another thing, thing is, is, um, you know, Mott can get it done, but, you know, will that offensive line hold up? And, um, you know, you know, as I'd like to see Mott still standing up after this game. Um, you know, because let's be honest, the offensive line played has not been very good. Um, I think they've stuck with the same kind of uh, rotation every time, which is good, but it just hasn't, you know, it's kind of the same problem last year where they struggle, and this year it's uh, another struggle on the offensive line, giving up four sacks last game. If they can limit that to, I'm going to go at least two this game, that would be a hell of a lot better. Um, you know, UNC, it could be definitely negative times right now at 0-4. Um, after this game, I, watching this game, I was a little frustrated, even though I, you know, to be honest, I didn't know how good a shot they had to win, but when they, you know, play well, or into the game, um, you know, and then they kind of, same things that you've kind of seen the past couple of years, it's definitely frustrating, it's definitely frustrating to see, um, you know, like I said earlier, the one situation where I maybe thought where coaches made a mistake, you know, it was 35-28, I thought if UNC just, you know, they punted the ball there, put Weber State, you know, pinned back in their own territory, um, you know, maybe they forced a three and out, maybe they, you know, you know, stop them there, UNC gets the ball again, new fresh set, they come and they can, they could score, you know, you know, UNC was proving they can move the ball, they were proving in that game they could score, you know, and they were actually up to that point, that defense was playing really well, um, you know, and Weber State, I think, was probably going to maybe... You know, probably try to ride Josh Davis, maybe throw a pass out there or something. But you know, kind of the questionable uh, uh, play calling or decisions uh, right right there. Um. So, you know, an 0 and 4. You know, definitely. You know, it'd be it's hard to not be at least a little bit uh, negative. Uh, you know, about the team. Um, I don't want to be. I'm still trying to look at the at the good uh, that the good that's going on. Um, you know, North Dakota's definitely a chance here where they can get, get on the board with a win. I think they got UC Davis a week after, um, at home for homecoming. You know, a couple wins in a row could really, you know, kind of turn their season around, get it more, a little bit more positive, but, you know, we'll see. I just hope to not see the team make the same kind of mistakes. Um, you know, and something I don't want to bring up right now, but, you know, I think certain people definitely thinking about it, um, you know, is, you know, what if they go 0-5? Um, even sitting at 0 and 4, what you know, his coach and his Collins is a future at UNC. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but 
you know, I think he's done a great, I think he's done a great job, he's a great, you know, motivator, he's, uh, good with the kids, um, you know, their academics are really good, um, you know, but the unfortunate part is, you know, especially these past couple of years, um, they haven't really, you know, been, you know, been productive, you know, last year finishing three and seven, and this year right now at 0 and four, um, the two years before that, they had winning records, you know, even though they're at six and five, but even the years before that, I think they may have had one other winning season, maybe, but the other ones weren't very good as well. So, you know, it's just kind of, you know, you hate to, you know, being as a better supporter, you want to see this team succeed. You want to see this team compete, and, you know, it kind of sucks going, you know, four games into the season, and you're, you know, already thinking, well, you know, maybe this season, you know, we're looking to next. You know, hopefully that's not the case. They still have time to turn it around, and, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure the kids ain't, thinking like that, um, you know, just, I know I've been at some of their practice, I know how hard they work, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not doubting them, I'm not, not even really doubting the coaches, but, you know, just at 0-4 and, and having a bad season last year, these kind of things are going to come up, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping if UNC, you know, they have a new president right now, I think a fairly new AD, um, you know, I'm hoping they're looking at the options if they're if they decide to move in a different direction you know if that's what they're doing they gotta you know i think they've got to figure look at that now um you know i you know <laughs> unfortunately i've kind of looked into some people that maybe be a good options i won't totally get into that now maybe when the time comes you know we'll get more we'll get more into that but um you know hopefully that doesn't have to happen hopefully the bears can turn the season around and end up really on a solid note you know, I, you know, I love going to the games. I love no matter what. I love watching the Bears play. It's fun. You know, the, the kids, you know, the kids give effort. There's no doubt about that. And they want to win. They want to play hard. They want to, you know, prove a lot of people wrong. And just, you know, unfortunately the results haven't been that. Uh, so, you know, this week this game against North Dakota is at noon. Um, you know, I won't be there, but I'll definitely be uh, watching. Um, you know, and I hope, you know, hopefully they can get their first win this week. I'm just, you know, I'm really, it just would make everything feel at least a little better, a little bit better for the time being and not being so, you know, down in the dumps about it. So, um, you know, like I always say, uh, this is the Bear Down Football Podcast with your host, Austin Yunis, and uh, Vamos Osos.
already dressed She said I'm a really go get my stance Watch I make sure no one snatches my chance Nigga, that's the real man Sold in the mail and put it up in the mid pocket So let me hit it and land it down to give me a cup of all that Why they no fuck it, ride that Read up, hop on the tent to the clip Ready to get him up with him it feels And I catch that gun, man, I gotta get there Play, play, holler, holler Say clear, got much to offer Well, I bet we don't nine that three I'll up on the clock, lock for some dollars So, get a bag of dope and a quarter out Oh, most all of my niggas got the same And we gonna roll it all up the smoke And then they reef for hydro We know the cut, so fuck them pump out Toss up the gang on and roll with a crown the same hoe Running through the alley, get in the mallet Hop up the second the sundown, no front from January on 9th of December I'm loving the birds with a little more